0: let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with
1: Sean Lee. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Sean Lee and myself here on Retirement Elevated as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And the Secure Act 2.0 just passed through at the very, very end of the year. They're part of that omnibus uh, crazy big old thing that they passed at $1.7 trillion. They snuck in the Secure Act 2.0, which they've been kicking around for a while. So Sean and I are going to go over some of the key takeaways and how that might affect folks when it comes to retirement strategizing uh, and dissect that a little bit. We'll probably keep this somewhat higher level, but uh, as more details come out, I'm sure we'll revisit it later on also. But Sean, what's going on, buddy? How are you?
0: Hey, man. Just enjoying. Still getting a chuckle at of our last podcast that we did, yeah,
1: yeah, had the had the boy on with us, which was fun. <laughs> he's it's a little voice.
0: <laughs> he's a boy, a few words until uh, you apparently get rolling with his buddies.
1: Yeah, apparently that was funny. That yes, yesterday you were saying he's like, yeah, I can't normally get him to stop talking, but oh man, that time we did. He, well, you know, red light syndrome, everybody gets it.
0: You know, I I remember we I still have the recording when I was I don't know eight eight to ten around his age. Mm. My grandfather back east had a buddy at a radio station who was, he was a DJ at a radio station and he, my grandfather took me down there and they put me on the radio and we still have that little recording and it's still this, just this little tiny voice, (laughs) me as a kid. But the funny thing is like the interview was, went about the same yeah, and it, it migrated back to baseball.
1: Yeah. Cause that's all I wanted to talk about. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Which we thought he would a little bit more than he did. He did somewhat, but yeah. But uh, it's all good. It was cute. Well listen, we should probably talk a little financial stuff here on episode 101. Uh, and maybe it's the uh, Secure Act 101 is the title. Secure Act 2.0 might be the title for this one. They uh, as I said, they, they went through, they passed it in that uh, omnibus thing there, and there's some uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff. There's some things that uh, I don't think people saw coming, others that they did. But let's start with the, the couple of key takeaways there. RMDs was the first one, and, and that obviously affects people you know right away.
0: Right. I mean, they, they changed the... Uh, I don't want to call it a big change for required minimum distributions, but it was a change. And, and what they did is that they pushed the required minimum distribution age from 72, which it currently is, back an extra year to 73. Now, so if you turn 72 in 2022 or earlier, you need to take the minimum distributions. However... Right. if you've already started, you keep taking yeah, them. Yeah. Right. It, but if you turn 72 this year in 2023 you get an extra year of reprieve you don't have to take them until until you actually turn 73. 73.
1: Yeah, that's the new age, right? 73 kind of moving forward. Right. Uh, and then they added a caveat
0: which you know now as, as it as it continues to you continue to age out, you can you can basically, you know, in 2033 if you turn 75 or if you're 75 in 2033, right. that's your minimum distribution age, but I think there are a couple of bigger points to this than than just the age. you know the first one is they reduced the penalty from fifty percent yeah,
1: it was the biggest one in, in pretty much all of the tax code I believe
0: it was huge yeah. you know if you don't if you don't take out your ten thousand that you're required, for example, you're penalized five yeah well, they reduced that down to twenty five percent but they also said that if you submit a corrected tax return, that penalty will they'll reduce to ten percent.
1: Which is nice because I mean, if you had a ten thousand dollar RMD due and something happened and you messed it up and didn't do it or forgot about it or whatever, you owed the ten. You had to pull the ten, right? Plus, then you mm-hmm. had to owe them five and had to pay taxes on all of that
0: and pay taxes. So
1: you got, you know, you got twenty
0: five percent of it. Yeah. Um, and then with Roth accounts, Roths have always been exempt from minimum distributions, with the exception of Roth four hundred one ks. Right. That exemption now passes along to four oh one Ks as well from a Roth to, to the Roth four oh
1: one Ks yeah so the yeah. employer plans and that starts in twenty four I think, right? Yep. 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 So now basically if it's a Roth of any kind, there's no RMDs.
0: No required minimum distributions. Which is
1: nice. That's yeah. I mean yeah.
0: you know a lot of people the Roth is is being held to The Roth is like that last line of defense is going to pass on to the beneficiaries and and so on.
1: Well, if you think about that from a standpoint, it gives them the option to collect tax revenue, right? Right. You know, So that's I'm sure, as always, there's going to be some of that in here. Although the RMD thing, I do got to say that one is interesting because clearly that we need tax money. But by pushing this back as a planner, do you like the idea that it's going to be 73 for a lot of folks? But then like you and I, we're going to fall into the 75 category. So I, right. believe, I believe if if you're not born in 1960 or later, I think if I'm not mistaken, basically um, you won't have to do them until 75. It gives you, you some wiggle room, I guess. Well, it gives you a, a longer
0: runway to plan. True. You know, for yeah. especially for those people that are, you know, let's call it, you know, age 60 right now. You've got you now have a 15 year tax runway. So you can you can strategically plan. You know, we used to call it the golden decade, which was you know sixty to seventy, but now it's sixty to seventy-five, so it's a you know golden decade and a half, um, to where you can really strategically decide: do I want to take, do I want to do Roth conversions? Do we want to take out you know excess withdrawals from our retirement accounts? Push out Social Security? There's a lot more things that you can do from a planning perspective if you're in that longer runway of. Of required minimum distributions.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So, again, yeah. So, just to kind of clarify, mm-hmm. uh, if you're, you know, basically turning 73 next this year or next year or the next couple of years, uh, it's, uh, that's going to be the new age, is 73 is a new age. But starting in 2033, the age is 75. Mm-hmm. All right. So, let's go to catch uh, up contributions. They changed something there, too.
0: Yeah. So, well, in, in 2025, individuals that are over 60, and through the age sixty three years, they they can make catch up contributions of up to ten grand. You know the catch up amount for people that are over age fifty is is currently is seventy five hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, it's already like so. If you do your regular, um, I don't know, let's say it's a four hundred one k, right? What is it like twenty two five? Yeah, or something yeah. like that. And then if you're over fifty, it's basically you could take it up to thirty grand. Right. right. So from fifty to sixty. They, you know, that's what we could do for 10 years, which is pretty cool. But now they're adding like this extra layer from 60 to 63 to add even more money if you can afford to sock it away, right? That
0: you can, you can put it, you can continue to put it away. Yeah. Uh, the, the only caveat is it's income based. So if you earn more than $145,000 in your prior calendar year, all catch up contributions at age 50 or older will need to be made to a Roth account in after tax dollars. Mm. Okay. Which, Great. Fine. Yeah, right. I, I love the, tax, <laughs> the tax-free the tax benefit down the road. Right.
1: Well, you know, and it's so you think about some of these changes already. It, it's clearly, to me, it does signify that they're saying, hey, uh, I know it's called setting every community up for retirement enhanced, but it, but a lot of these rules are saying the onus is on you people. You, you've got to start, you know, really planning for retirement, right? Uh, there's definitely a lot of move uh, and saving for it. Uh, There's other cool things and some interesting things that uh, I think people were kind of surprised about. Um, Let's see where we want to go to. Let's talk about automatic enrollment and automatic plan portability. So that's a new thing where it's just going to be you're just getting it done, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, this basically requires businesses who are adopting new plans Mm -hmm. um, to automatically enroll their employees that are eligible. Now you
1: have to opt out.
0: You have to opt out, right. whether you want to or not. You're automatically going to be uh, have a contribution rate of at least three percent. Mm, okay. Now, this this gives a couple of years till 2025 because retirement plans providers, plan sponsors, gotta payroll companies, they got to figure it out how they're yeah. going to automatically automatically do that. Right. You know, going back from you know in our 401k plan, we have automatic increases, so our our employees are. Inside of their 401k, every year their their contribution automatically increases by one percent. Mm. They have to go in and they have to change that, right? If they don't want that to happen. But I like the automatic enrollment because sure. yeah. if people don't don't see the money from right off the get off the
1: get go, mm-hmm. they don't miss it. That's right. I mean, in three percent, many times companies that's usually three percent is where they get the match. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of companies are three, five or six. Right? right. So by doing this automatically, if your company is offering a match, then hey, yeah, I think. And again, it's, you know, kind of forcing people. OK, <laughs> we're going to make you save uh, for your future self. Right. Right. So uh, I like that. And the in- couple of interesting ones here was a student loan debt. This was interesting. I think this is a way to tackle some of that, uh, obviously, that giant elephant in the room that's been going on the last year or two with conversations about, you know, student debt relief or cancellation. So they added a little wrinkle in there uh, where they can get a match, too. So tell me about that.
0: Yes. I mean, the student loan debt and the 529 plans are, are actually, you yeah, I, I, I kind of I think they're lost diamonds.
1: Yeah. Um, and the 529 is a great point to talk about that because that was that surprised a lot of advisors as well.
0: I love it. Um, But so when you look at the student loan debt side, if I'm an employee going into a business and my employer has a student loan match, we'll call it, if I'm paying $200 a month to my student loan debt and I can prove that, my employer will match $200 a month into my retirement account.
1: Right, which is awesome. So basically, they're saying, hey, look, okay, you're saying you can't afford to save for retirement and pay your student loan debts. Uh, and this is a the way they still have the skin in the game, right? So you're the student loan payments, and the company, if they're participating, they'll match. You'll still get a match on that, whatever that amount, that payment was up to, I'm sure, a certain dollar amount. There's going to be some restrictions, I'm sure. Right. But it'll, and it'll go into an account for them, which I think is great.
0: It, it's a way to, I don't love the idea of, student loan forgiveness. Right. I didn't come from that world. Right. I paid, Me too. Yeah. I had some student loans, I paid them off. I earned it. Right. Like right. it was, uh, I, I respected the fact that I had that debt. Uh, but I like that. I, I do like this because now em, employees are feel like, okay, in so many cases, they feel like, well, it's either my debt or my sa- or my retirement. Right. And, yeah. and now they can have both by doing it that way. So I think that helps out, uh, the one thing that I, that we just talked about, the five twenty nine plans, mm-hmm. is I think a, an awesome change. Yeah, you know, we looked at and, and a big reason why some people don't use five twenty nine plans. Oh well, Sean, what happens if if my son, daughter, whatever doesn't go to college or right. they don't need the money or they, they don't get a finish
1: or they get yeah we never use all of it something right?
0: And and the only way to get the money out at that point is to take a ten percent penalty and then pay taxes on the earnings. Well, what, what the government's done, and I, I can't say that I, I, love, I like this enough, but the government said, okay, if you've got a 529 plan mm-hmm. and if after 15 years it hasn't been exhausted, right? So you know, it, it's it sit there, it's grown, kids are out of school, whatever it may be, those 529 plan assets can be rolled over to a Roth IRA for the beneficiary. So, That's awesome. I'll use my niece as an example. Okay. She's got she's a uh, sophomore in high school. She went through an unfortunate scenario where her her dad died, and and she's receiving Social Security while living with my my mom, mm-hmm. who has since adopted her. But that's a long story. Right. Um, but they're contributing to a a five twenty nine plan. Now, if she doesn't use all that money, and she's she's making big big contributions to that every year, because uh, they're using some of the Social Security money that she can roll that money over from her 529 into a Roth IRA, but it's subject to the annual Roth contribution limits mm-hmm. and an aggregate lifetime limit of $35,000.
1: And I think they have to have some skin in the game too because I think they have to have earned income. So I believe that's going to be a caveat there as well. I saw that was talked about, which basically just means they have to have some sort of a job, right?
0: Yeah, the rollover is treated as a contribution. So with, with that, they do need to have... Earned income up to the the limit that they could right. they could do so but I mean that's,
1: say, for a lot of young people that 's a great way to start a retirement account and without even really thinking about that right like way early it 's like okay, I went to school didn't use it all, boom, we can roll this into an account for me
0: no and, and it takes some planning you got to sure. you want to work with somebody and, and not hit those and not go over those limits, um, but what a great way that for unused funds to build a future retirement because when I look at it, you know, kids are like, well, I'll just spend all the money at school. Well, mm-hmm. if you don't, guess what? Now you've got this nest egg for the future.
1: Yeah. No, that's great. I think that's an, a fantastic option. So there's a lot of good stuff in there. Again, there's going to probably be more to dissect and go through on that. There was one more I skipped over. I wanted to circle back to it real fast. And that was the Roth accounts, the matching dollars. So like, if you're contributing traditionally to a normal, you know, traditional 401, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you get the, the the company match, it looks like they now have the option to do that in a Roth account.
0: Yeah, and that's going to be, I think, employer driven. Yeah. Um, I haven't looked into that quite yet, um, even for our plan. Mm-hmm. But you will be able to provide as an employer, the opportunity for employees to to receive their contributions to a Roth. Now, this is where you know payroll systems need to be updated, and things like that, and then there's really I'm really a, still a little unsure on the tax
1: on the tax status, so like yeah, who's paying I mean I would assume the the employee e is paying the taxes, right? You would probably treat it as just like you would a regular roth
0: Yeah, I would think, and I don't know this for certain quite yet, but I would think that the you know whatever and we use our plan for as an example, the three percent that we give mm-hmm. will end up being some sort of net percentage. Mm, That gets deposited in because then the employee pays the taxes on it. Right, right. So we give three, but maybe they only get, you know, 2.6 or 2.7 into the.
1: Uh, that makes account. sense. Yeah. And I think that one doesn't kick in until 24, 2024 as well. So, right. Uh, yeah. So there, I mean, they, they did a lot of stuff. They, they move some things around. Obviously the big takeaways from retirement planning strategy is going to be, you know, the RMD ages. It's going to be uh, some of the catch up contribution abilities. It's going to be some of that uh, planning for parents or grandparents with the five twenty nines. So some good pieces overall, Sean, do you think it was a, it's a successful piece of legislature?
0: I think there are some pieces that are pretty good, yeah. you know the the emergency savings piece, which we didn't even talk about, oh yeah, go ahead um, which allows for contributions to be put in for like an, a savings account mm-hmm. up to twenty five hundred dollars per year uh, you know so there's there are some pieces that I think will be really good to incentivize people to save right um, you know, I think that there are things that aren't necessarily going to turn the needle a whole lot that didn't change a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I don't see a, a massive, massive change to the, con- the catch up contributions, the qualified charitable distributions did change a little bit, but not a lot. So, and they left uh, that
1: 70 and a half, which is hilarious. They've never yeah. changed that number. You could still start doing QCDs. If you're so charitably inclined, uh, right. once you turn 70 and a half, you could start sending what would be your RMD payments to, um,
0: you charity know, charity. Yeah. So, uh, so I, uh, you know, overall I'm pretty happy with it. I think that it, if you look at the two secure acts together, mm-hmm. that's been a lot of good for retirees.
1: Yeah. The, it seemed like most advisors I would talk with, you know, clearly the, the big sticking point they didn't like about the first one was the, the removal of the stretch IRA, right? Right. Uh, that doesn't seem to be one of the, I haven't ha- had anybody say there's a big gotcha here yet on this one. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Not that we've seen,
0: but you know, the stretch IRA removal was a big one. Yeah. But at the same point in time, that just changed the
1: planning. Right. And that's the point, right? So if you, if you still try to strategize and plan, uh, you can make this stuff work. So
0: what we saw with that is that life insurance became more
1: vogue again. Yeah, there you go. So. Yeah. Uh, So the concept of, you know, 75 for RMDs, you know, when when the, I think, life expectancy for males is, what, 78 maybe? And I think females is like 82 or somewhere in that neighborhood. So it's certainly interesting because it is a big complaint among retirees saying, hey, I I, got to take these RMDs and I don't need the money. What in the heck do I do with it, right? So it does give you some more time. Uh, to strategize and figure out what you want to do. Maybe, maybe Roth conversions, it gives you more time if that's the you know while the tax rates are low or, or whatever. right. So it just gives you more runway as you said.
0: Right. Okay.
1: All right. Well, there you go. So that's some Secure Act 2.0. Uh, a lot of minutia in there as well. There's still a lot of fine points and some things. So if you have questions, as always, make sure you reach out to Sean and the team uh, to kind of uh, drill that down. Especially if you're turning, if you were turning 72 the next couple of months and you were expecting to do one. Again, you don't have to do one now until you actually turn 73. But double check. Reach out to your financial professional and just make sure that you have all these, um, you know, the eyes dotted and the t's crossed. And the team can help you by just simply reaching out to him online at elevatemyretirement.com. That's elevatemyretirement.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff. Sean, thanks for hanging out, my friend, and have yourself a great week. Awesome. Thanks, man. We'll see you next time here on Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC and SEC Registered Investment
0: Advisor.